Keelan Darby joins me to explain how her police officer husband, Ben Darby, was wrongfully convicted for killing a man and how exculpatory information was not allowed at his trial. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, I'll also share some of my disturbing interview with a human trafficker in Central America. Follow the Sarah Carter Show wherever you get your podcasts. Ammo is expensive and in short supply. Did you know that you can train without ammunition at your home using the Mantis X? All the best shooters in the world do a significant portion of their training with dry fire practice at home. The Mantis X firearms training system is a no ammo, all electronic way to practice and improve your shooting accuracy. It simply attaches to your own firearm like a like a weapon light and you can use it at home or at the range. The Mantis X gives you data-driven real-time feedback on your technique and guides you through drills and courses. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes using Mantis X. The Mantis X is used by the Marine Corps, Army, and Special Forces. It's military-grade technology at an affordable price. And the Mantis X can improve your shooting dramatically, and it's a must-have for every gun owner. If you believe in your Second Amendment rights, you should also be able to act on your Second Amendment responsibility and be competent and confident in your shooting ability. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's Mantis x.com uh, so in my view the president did a the right thing uh, and we have got to be really thinking about higher education in general and in my view uh, at a time when hundreds of thousands of bright young people can't even afford to go to college if we're going to be competitive in a global economy uh, we need to make public colleges and it's universities it. tuition free uh, who's going to pay for it? Are, 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 are teachers going to work for free? That's the, I love the fairy tale that these people believe. Well, they just should be for free. It's just as easy for that. It's just as easy as that. You just, you just make it free. That's all you got to do. I mean, people who don't want to make it free. Okay, well then on that note, are you going to, um, are you actually, go, are you going to demand that people teach for free? Will you demand that people uh, provide services and, you know, that you, you have the uh, people who, who, who staff the cafeterias and people who, I mean, I could go on. That's what people apparently don't realize or they don't take into account with this stuff. Welcome to the show. Happy Friday to you, Dana Lash, here, your lovable little curmudgeon. And, of course, we're starting a brand new week this Monday as we roll into well we're going to be rolling into september it's the start of the burr months and the start officially of spooky season as we all know which is the best season so to get you set up for this week we have the continued fallout of the the student loan debacle we have the continued fallout of that we also have some some election stuff that I want to make sure that we're getting into. Some of the election issues. I got some polling for you. And why it is, there's this narrative that I keep, that I've been seeing of Democrats apparently doing better than they were expected to be doing at this particular point in time. We're going to talk a little bit about that and exactly what's leading up to that, etc. So all of that and more. Oh, yeah. And then the drag brunch. We have to have that conversation because I just am. Latest with the raid. We've got some media stuff, etc, etc, etc. So the um, student loan thing, because Bernie Sanders wants public, he wants free everything. Of course he does. And I, as we, when we departed ways, when we, when we last spoke with each other on 
uh, what is it, Thursday or Friday? Thursday night is when the White House was tweeting out these, they were going after these lawmakers that had taken those Paycheck Protection Program loans. Although they note that they did, they did omit Paul Pelosi because he got a bunch of the PPP, the triple P loans. Kind of interesting how they did that, right? Uh, Interesting. Because they went after a ton of Republican lawmakers. Uh, a couple of other things. Shock poll, 8 in 10 think Hunter Biden laptop cover-up changed the election. This was an interesting, kind of a, l- a little interesting survey. Uh, it was a Technometrica Institute of Policy and Politics. And they said that of the people that they surveyed, 1,335 adults, and it was a New Jersey-based firm, they said that 79% of those surveyed actually believe that it did affect the election, which I agree. I think it was you had the FBI that got involved to uh, affect an election. That's that's exactly what happened. And the question is, you know, how long has this been going on? And at what point are people going to now hold this bureau accountable? Uh, there, what, there were, what, 14 whistleblowers coming forward that were discussing this, saying that, yes, uh, we don't. They didn't appreciate how leadership within the FBI was operating, et cetera, et cetera. They were withholding things. There was we. There was the interview that Mark Zuckerberg gave last week, and the and the FBI had responded to that, and it was really interesting because they were they were they omitted, and we're going to dive into their response coming up. They had very conveniently omitted that they a had the laptop this entire time, that the very existence of the laptop and its contents. Remember, you had all of these. Uh, security officials etc who had all said no 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 this is it's it's disinformation the very existence of this laptop is disinformation and it turns out of course obviously it wasn't no question from any of the press as they just repeat the fbi's response no question from the press on this and interestingly enough too there were a number of people that were named in the documents and in all kinds of stuff in the laptop and what is it, the Tony Bobulinski guy was one of them? The FBI apparently has never, ever reached out to him, ever, for questioning. Isn't that weird? That's weird, right? What You think that they, you think that they would? Yeah, it's very odd. Very odd. I mean, they, they go after people for unlawful parading, and you'd, you'd think... You know, just, you know, just very curious. Very curious. So the latest on the raid... The New York Times editorial board, they said that they they are wanting Trump to be indicted. Here's the issue. Let's just go ahead for the sake of argument. Let's just say that Trump was in possession of stuff that was classified, right? You realize that there has been a double standard established. And this is what a lot of Republicans are talking about. When you're when you when you're wanting to take action against Trump for an offense. And again, we're just going to go with the argument for the sake of discussion on this for a moment. When you when you discuss the issue of whether or not Trump had classified information or didn't and whether or not he should be brought up on he should be brought up on charges. It's very difficult to take any of those people seriously when they defended the the actual and I would say exponentially worse because I don't think I just find it hard to believe that Trump had declassified information, but, you know, that's, you know, well, show me, show me I'm wrong, Should prove it to me. I believe evidence, like evidence, not like, you know, regurgitated Russian gossip from a disgraced, you know, British spy that was paid for by the Hillary Clinton campaign. But speaking of Clinton, that's, that's the big, that's the big 
point that a lot of people on the right are making. You, they've established, and and I, by they I mean the FBI and the federal government essentially have established the standard by which they will operate on possession of classified information. Hillary Clinton was absolutely, this is inarguable, in possession of classified information. A lot of it, uh, that's things that were absolutely central to national security, and yet there were nothing ever happened. No charges were ever brought. Nothing ever took place. You cannot have two different modes of justice where Democrats are allowed to do whatever they want to do, including abusing their authority and spying on Americans by not even going through the proper protocol of a FISA court and and determining that their probable cause is an actually political oppo. And then another mode of justice for Republicans, where if they don't even actually lie like Cheryl Mills and other Hillary Clinton toadies did to the FBI, the FBI is still going to try to fabricate something and charge them with it anyway. And that's what we have. So it's understandable. This is the thing that people are reacting to. This is the exact thing people are reacting to. I'm not taking any kind of Democrat. I do not factor in a single Democrat or their analysis on this. If he if the show me the evidence that he is in possession of classified information that is pertinent to national security. So far, we've just seen redacted garbage. That's it. Now, Lindsey Graham was on television uh, on Sunday and he created some controversy because he was when he was speaking with Trey Gowdy. He was saying that there was a double standard and that if there's a prosecution for Trump after the for the classified information after the Clinton debacle, he said there will be riots in the streets. Listen to this. This is audio soundbite four. And I'll say this. If there's a prosecution of Donald Trump for mishandling classified information after the Clinton debacle, which you presided over and did a hell of a good job, there'll be riots in the streets. Yeah. Where is he wrong with that? Now, what's funny is that the left went crazy. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Lindsey Graham is saying that if Trump is at all prosecuted, there's going to be riots in the streets. But that's not really what Graham said, is it? Graham didn't say that. Graham was saying Graham was saying in after everything that happened with the Clinton issue, if this is what takes place. Yeah, you're going to see this happen. Do you understand how he's focusing on the two modes of justice, which the left wants to ignore? It's easier for them to make this an issue of, oh, Lindsey Graham has promised riots in the streets if he's if he's indicted. Lindsey Graham is talking about how Democrats were going to riot in the street if Hillary Clinton was rightfully indicted. And by the way, Democrats did riot in the street after she lost her election in 2016. Let's not forget the destruction that we saw in downtown Washington, D.C., that they just so conveniently memory hole and act like the rest of us didn't see it. Come on. Super, super interesting here so this is the issue it's the mode of justice the two different modes of justice now there was speaking of disparate treatment doug mastriano is the republican nominee running for governor in pennsylvania and there was (laughs) i don't even understand what this what this is supposed to be He was in a gray uniform that people are saying is a Confederate uniform. Someone else says it's cadet gray. It's it's a cadet uniform from that period. It's they're they're saying that's there's the dip, which I don't know. I just think it's all ridiculous. The reaction to it. Anyway, he was pictured and it was for something. It was a faculty photo at the Army War College 
It resurfaced from 2013 to the 2014 academic year. The New York Times ran a piece on it, and they're acting like it's a big deal. He must be a racist. Just got to point out that this probably is nowhere near close to being an actual blackface like like Northman was or being accused of sexual assault like their LG. I mean, I could go on and on in Virginia. I just I'm trying to understand where I don't even know what kind of uniform it is. It doesn't look like I mean, doesn't even look like that. I could I don't know why. And, and also, who cares? Who, Clinton Gore literally had a Confederate flag campaign pin. I know because Democrat members of my family had it. They were they were sold at official Clinton Gore events. And again, I had family that were in politics with Democrats in Missouri who went to those events and purchased those buttons benefiting that campaign at those events. I know for a fact that they sold it. So stop. Really? I mean, I just find my whole point in this is this double standard. I don't even know what uniform this is. If if I were to see this, I would be like, it's old timey. That's all I know. Because he has a tin cup attached to some kind of pouch and literally it looks like he's got a musket. I wouldn't even know what kind of uniform it was. It's just a gray uniform. It's some guys holding a plane propeller. And I think they just, I don't even know what the point was. And I think it's so stupid that they're pushing this. No, I didn't read the New York Times piece. And neither did any of the people complaining about this. None of them read it either. And I read this. I, I'm, I just like actually ended up like just looking to see if it was. They just said it was a Civil War era firearm. He was wearing a gray military uniform and a Civil War era firearm. That's what he. And. I'm just what's the what's and what's the point of it? What's the point of the freak out? Why is every why are we supposed to freak out? Are we supposed to murder him? What are we supposed to do? Like, what the hell? What's the point of this stuff? You epic morons. What is the point of this stupid garbage? I am so tired of this reactive media and then the sheep they publish these these literate turd crap for. I don't even know. I'm so mad because I'm so... Every day when I start this show, every day there's a stupid story like this and it's a succession of stupid stories. One dumb story after the other, after the other, after the other. This person, there was some chick who's on some television show. Her mom had a 60th birthday party and there was one dude at the birthday party that had a thin blue line shirt on and they're trying to cancel this chick's career by saying she had a right winger birthday party for her mom because some dude was at the party. She's on euphoria i don't watch that show because some dude at the party had on a thin blue line shirt and the media posts this stuff so that all the sheep can get all mad and they can start bleeding oh b-l-e-a-t they can start bleeding who are they going to cancel bad who are they going to go after now bad who are we supposed to get mad at bad i'm done so you understand this is how we're starting our monday every every week just tons of these stories Every single week, it's crazy. As ransomware and other cyber attacks continue to sweep the nation, traditional antiviruses continue to fail as they cannot detect new malware and ransomware. And that's because they operate off a blacklist. And many of these antiviruses are made in the same foreign countries that the malware originates from. PCmatic is the only solution that is 100% made in America and uses proprietary whitelist technology to protect against all known and unknown cyber threats, including ransomware, malware, identity theft, and nation-state attacks. PCmatic protects homes and businesses of all sizes. 
sizes. PCMatic also makes your computers run faster by performing automated maintenance and system optimization. Protect your devices with an American-made cyber solution. PCMatic is just $50 for five devices for one entire year with a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Act now and receive $5 off your entire order of PCMatic protection by visiting PCMatic.com Dana. Again, to protect you and your family from ransomware, malware, and other cyber threats, visit PCMatic.com Dana. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. So NASA scrubbed the Artemis launch because there was an unexpected engine issue. It was their first attempt to begin the Artemis mission. They scrubbed it after an unexpected issue with engine number three. They said through Artemis missions, they're going to land the first woman. I don't give. I don't care. They're going to put people on the moon. They said the first woman and first person of color on the moon. They're people on the moon. I don't care if they have schlongs. I don't care if they're black. I don't care if they have three eyes, two butts. I don't care. You're putting people on the moon. That's enough. Stop being so stupidly divisive. I don't know. It could be. I mean, some people, you know, can identify as that, I guess. You know, Polish homeowners line up for days to buy coal ahead of winter uh, and heating crisis. Yay. Good job, Europe. Good job. They said Europe's mind-blowing gas and electricity prices. Deutsche Bank predicted that the growing number of German households and other nations are going to be using firewood for heating. And apparently it's totally become self-fulfilling for Poland. Uh, Also, Lizzo at the VMAs looked like she lost the fight to fold a fitted sheet. And in New York, you got to be 21 or older to buy whipped cream. We're so coming back to this because what's going on, kids? Stick with us. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866- 6-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. What do you think about the president calling millions of Americans semi-fascist? Listen, he's got to express and be honest about what he feels in his heart and his soul. And I- what, what? He was, he's got to express, that's a dumb remark. That was Charlie Crist, who's a dumb person. I don't feel like being nice right now. Not at all. It's just weird. I, the whole thing. Welcome back to the program, Dana Lash here. Charlie Crist. <laughs> oh, man. I'm trying to think who he reminds me of. He seems like a, um, not even a dollar store, because that's an insult to dollar store. He seems like a really bad imitation of Bob Evans from Paramount. Not the sausage guy. 
not you know like with those delicious breakfast sausages not talking about that bob evans i'm talking about the one that was in the offer like a very like a dime store generic not even great value that's too highbrow something lower than that version of paramount's bob evans <sighs> welcome back to the show dana lash here with you this uh i the fbi thing they had clarified i don't i'm not buying any of this from these people i don't trust anybody anymore it's just everything that has happened in the past four years has just turned me into more of a crabby little hobbit really it has i think kane can attest to this right I mean, especially when it comes to politicians, I hate them even more. Like, I thought I could not dislike them any more than I already did. But it's surprising what just the passage of time will do. The FBI had said that they routinely notify social media companies of potential disinformation. They're trying to they're trying to hit back at Mark Zuckerberg's response or what he said last week. And how the FBI was involved in Facebook suppression before the 2020 election, which we kind of all knew. And that Facebook was trying to do some damage control. They were saying that this, you know, because he had testified before. But what was interesting is now the FBI is like, no, 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 this is totally normal. Dudes, that does not make it better. That makes it worse, actually. So you're telling us that this thing that I think a lot of people maybe believed was a one-off. Now you're saying, no, 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 we do this all the time. That's even worse, my dudes. Worse. That's their their reasoning is that no no no, see we do this all the time so uh, this is not a one off. <laughs> okay, well then, all right. That's like I said, it makes it a lot worse. The uh, initial push was that this was all. It was all Russian disinformation, but. When you're, te- when you're saying that you notify social media sites of disinformation, are you, are you actually telling people that you routinely tell social media companies what to suppress and what not to suppress? That's what, kind of what it sounds like, yeah? Speak media. Yeah, I'm just saying it sort of sounds like that. Uh, okay. But, even, but what happens when the disinformation actually is not disinformation? I mean, the FBI... They, did, did they actually acknowledge the fact that they suggested that the laptop that existed and was in their custody was fake and didn't exist and that the mere statement that it existed was Russian disinformation? Because that's kind of what they did. They did that. Just wondering. You know, they, they realize this, right? Yeah, they knew that. They knew. They did more than just notify. Come on. They knew that this was all... They knew what was authentic. They knew what was. They just wanted to. They wanted to try to suppress the story. They went after New York Post. They just. It just looked even like. It, like I said, it just looked even worse. The FBI has a piece out. Miranda Devine, how the FBI put the Hunter Biden story right in Facebook's lap. I mean, there's one thing to say that the Russians are going to come out with some disinformation, et cetera, et cetera. By the way, I even, I don't really, I don't believe that they have the, I don't believe in that the government should be suppressing anything, even if it is disinformation. You know why? It's a very mean reason. <laughs> if a people are going to be stupid enough to believe stupid false things, and they don't want to take the time to do the due diligence to look it up and see if it's true, before rage mobbing on social media, then we deserve to get pummeled into a hole in the ground 
and go to hell in a handbasket. That's what I believe. Then blank it all. It's kind of, I know, it's very fatalist. I have a very fatalist attitude about all this. But it's not the government's decision. We're saying that we believe in outsourcing this to the government is that we believe that the people in the government are smarter than we are to determine what is true and what is not. And I don't believe that, do you? I mean, they're the du- some of the dumbest people I know are in government. In fact, all of the dumbest people I know are in government or, that they, or they simp for them, one of the two. I, I, that's, that's exactly, that's just, that's the opinion. So why would we appeal to that brain trust or lack thereof to determine what is or is not real? That's our responsibility. This is why I don't believe in giving my vote away with, with uh, uh, term limits. Because I agree with the founders in the Federalist Papers that term limits are the public's responsibility. Somehow a lot of people on the right got swindled into agreeing with Democrats on this. And I have no idea how. I'm trying to figure out when did that happen. So the basically you could sit here and talk about the timeline. I really I the bottom line is that. I don't I don't care how that John Paul Mac Isaac believe, looks like a cartoon character. I don't care because he does. Can I just say one day? I think he's funny. He's a, isn't he a Scottish dude? He wears the little, he wears the beanie with the fabric ball on the top of it. And he's got his turtleneck that's like one shade of green lighter than the pullover that, of green that he has over it. He's all monochromatic and he looks like Johnny Lydon's brother. I love it. I mean, you couldn't, I don't even know how I would cast this if I was making a movie. This just makes it better. I believe every bit of it. I totally believe that the whole family is they're perverted and corrupt. And I think that when you got two kids on drugs and one of them is 40 something years old, right in her diary house, she used to shower with daddy. There's some really messed up stuff happening. And when you've got a 50 something year old man child who has multiple laptops that he apparently leaves everywhere and he constantly records himself fiddling with himself and everything else. I mean, it's just come on. There's some weird it. You can't write this stuff. So, yeah, the FBI, I absolutely, absolutely believe they try to hide it because they they what, what was the disinformation? Because it existed. Are you saying that the mere fact of putting it into the electoral cycle or giving it to the media that it's disinformation to say, hey, look at the recordings that these people made of themselves and the emails where they talked about fleecing Americans? It's disinformation to put that out there. No, that's actually called whistleblowing. Isn't that what the left loves to say? Anything, anytime the left gets information that is disadvantageous to someone on their political opposite, they always like, oh, whistleblowing. Yeah, we know you like blowing whistles. We get it. Okay. But this is not disinformation. This is an actual real thing. The FBI had it in their possession. It was an actual existing thing. So there you go. It just, they've got a lot of questions to answer. A lot of questions to answer. Okay, so I wanted to get into something else, too. Did you, we're going to talk about this more. Can, can we, when the hell did taking kids to drag become a thing? When did that become a thing? As soon as they heard conservatives were against it. I mean, I just, so in Roanoke, Texas, which is down the highway from where I am, like literally like not even 10 minutes away from where I am. Yeah. Kane's even closer. It's just like really down the road from you. Nice, small little town. They're trying to revitalize their little main street and they've been adding all kinds of businesses and it's a super Republican area and they have uh, 
uh, well, they have a great barbecue place there, but they also have Babe's Chicken, which is great. It's BYOB at Babe's Chicken. They got a really good pineapple upside down cake, but you go in, it's family style, and it's fried chicken. It's so good. Uh, but long story short, I'm getting ahead of myself. They have a lot of really good businesses and, you know, the little cute stuff there. It's a nice, you know, little festivals that they have. It's a nice little place to go in the afternoon. Uh, very, very, very small town right there on the side of the railroad tracks. And there's this business, and I don't want to give the business, I'm not going to give them free advertising. They can pay me. Uh, but they had this they, this business that opened there. They decided, hey, let's have a family-friendly, like, all-ages drag brunch. I'm like, first off, can I just stop and say the obvious? All-ages brunch? Okay, people don't start brunching until they're in their 20s. Steve, holler about this, because this is true, correct? Uh, I mean, you can't drink till you're 21, and most of them include, like, yeah, mimosas. brunch is nothing but biscuits and mimosas or biscuits or and Bloody Marys. Marys. Right. Let's be real, right? So you don't start brunching until, and even then, like, you don't start brunching until you're, like, mid-20s, right? Because it's kind of an old lady thing, isn't it? Uh, I'm not I live in D.C., so it's ladies. a little bit of an outlier, but I will say most... Oh, wait, yeah, you got you got all them blue bloods around you. That's right. You got all them, all them Democrat blue bloods. I get it. Because they love the brunch. But you know what I mean? It's like an older millennial thing. When I, when I lived in Philly and I was 21, 22, I didn't go out to brunch. I didn't start going to brunch until I moved here. Yeah. And see, did you, now let me ask you this last question. I'm going to get back to the story. It was girls that got you into brunch, and, wasn't it? Yeah, it's usually girls' birthday, <laughs> like, bir- like birthday celebrations. They have reservations, and then you just show up. And hashtag facts. There we are. Thank you, Steve. See, it's, most people don't go until they're like in their mid-20s, and dudes don't go unless there's chicks involved. So there you go. So... First off, that was my first objection with drag brunch. My second objection, obviously, is the drag part. Now, I have a lot of opinions on this, and some of them are going to be very, very unorthodox. Let me share this story with you really quickly. I'm going to tackle this subject, but I don't understand why bringing of the kids to the drag brunch is a thing. It's like a progressive woke indulgence that apparently your virtue rises within the woke scold community per kid you bring it like goes up i guess there's a measure i don't know i'm really worried though about how we're showing i'm gonna say it because i can example and juan this was in puerto rico so when my kids were young we were in we were in san juan be on the beautiful beach in san juan and, you know, they're all kind of families running around. My kids were building sandcastles with other kids. It was so fun. And beautiful area. And this French couple strolled in, right? French couple comes in, and the woman is a part of the IBTC. Just Google it. Don't actually. And she decided at that point, she proceeded to remove her bikini top. Now... I am, you know, obviously a very flawed, horribly flawed person of faith, but I'm also a very practical person in how I deal with things. And my first response was, and I first I said this mentally, and then I said this to the people at the resort. I do not want the first pair of boobs that my child sees be these nasty mosquito bite things. So listen to my plea as a mother. Can you cover that up? Because that's nasty. There's some people who shouldn't be walking around sunbathing topless. That's gross. Cover it up. I literally actually said, and I thought they were going to die. They looked at me like they could not believe I was serious. And they realized I was serious. And I'm like, 
you know, if it was, you know, if it w- if she was maybe better looking and it wasn't going to, you know, sear this into my son's cerebrum as the first time they see a pair, then, you know, I mean, I still would be like, it's a family friendly beach, you know, come on, you, you know, but at the same time, it was so gross and weird and I'm not going to get into all the details on air, but I'm like, no, why do you got it? Why? Come on. Cover it up. I had the same reaction to the drag brunch. It's like, did you purposely get the ugliest people possible and like just spray paint them in Mac and then decide like, okay, go parade, you know, putting a unicorn horn on it. I mean, is it supposed to be kitschy? I don't know. I don't care what people do, but when you get kids involved and when you have parents who are dragging their kids because they want to be the cool parents, look at us. We're cool. It's always these parents who are chasing some kind of popularity or relevancy and they, they pimp out their kids as like these, 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 these tokens of virtue signaling. The kids are actual breathing indulgences that, that increase the parents' perception of their commitment to the cause in the uh, eye of the woke scold community. It's kind of the way it is. I just don't get it, right? I mean, seriously, what, what's the point of it? I, I mean, oh man, I've got so many politically incorrect opinions, mostly based on uh, appearance, but that's, you know, another thing. I just, that's my, my main question. The second thing is, there, I, why are you putting your, why are you bringing your kids to this? What kid wants to go to brunch, number one? And what kid wants to go to a drag brunch, number two? What, what is this? Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your door for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee Quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. Red meat, black coffee, truth-telling. The Dana Show. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter on Substack, Chapter and Verse. Yeah, that's, um, so we were talking on it because Juan, Juan was going, that's illegal. Where, where were you at? And I'm like, were you asking me because you were concerned about the law? Or was there another reason? No, but no, that was like, it was, it was totally true. I, I, I loved San Juan. It, I, I loved going there. And I, I actually want to go back. We were trying to go back before, uh, like right as everything started locking down and then the flights got for everything got so dumb, but it's, I just don't, we're talking about this drag brunch that they had in Roanoke. And some people were like, oh, well, let's, where's Greg Abbott on this? Well, I understand, you know, what people are saying, but I would probably be asking where the mayor of Roanoke was on this before I'm going to ask the governor. Not just because that's how usually municipalities are set up. You have governors that don't, that, that's why you have mayors of towns because the governors aren't mayors of towns, you know. So I don't know what uh, i i just don't understand what people 
I just don't because you know they had Antifa. They called Antifa out. You know that, right? They had armed Antifa out there. And I noticed I saw a bunch of people, a couple of them had no idea about trigger discipline. And I was just golly, that just kind of totally freaked me out. And none of them trained legs. No. None of them did. I mean, I don't care. I don't get freaked out when I, I, I've not been affected by progressive brainwashing to have like this visceral reaction to see the open carry of a rifle or a handgun. So I don't get freaked out about that. I do get nervous when I see people who have no idea what they're doing and they've got their, you know, their uh, booger finger on the bang switch. I'm like, that's that's not manners maketh man. That's not how you you, you can't be doing that. And everybody was wrapped up in their best brand new Hot Topic gear. I saw brand new combat boots on some. I'm like, those ain't worn. That tongue ain't even broken in. I don't know. It's just, why, do, why even the need to do that? Why? We have a lot more on the way, including some media bias, elections, more. Stick with us. Dana Show, second hour next. I've talked a lot about the Keltec KSG shotgun over the years, and it's no secret how much I love it. It's become the go-to shotgun for law enforcement and home defense, and for a really good reason. Uh, but why am I such a huge fan of the Keltec KSG? Well, like everything that Keltec invents, it created an entirely new class of shotgun, and the one that started it all is the KSG shotgun. It's the first 12-gauge pump-action shotgun chambered for three-inch shells. And with its dual tube mags, offers a capacity of 12 plus 1. So that's six rounds in each tube plus one chambered. If you prefer two and three quarter inch shells, even better because the KSG holds seven plus seven plus one. That's 15 shells. You cannot ignore the downward shell ejection either. It makes the KSG truly ambidextrous and ejects shells away from your face. It's brilliant design. See the Keltec KSG up close and personal at KeltecWeapons.com. That's K E L. TECweapons.com. Again, to find out more, visit KeltecWeapons.com. Tim Ryan is in a tough race in a tough state, and he can't stand this idea. Uh, Senator Warren is all for it. She's not exactly from a swing state in, in Massachusetts. Senator Catherine Cortez Masto from Nevada got a tough race. She doesn't like this. Uh, Michael Bennett, the senator from Colorado, he doesn't like this. Democrats, good Democrats. Sharice Davids, one of the more impressive Democrats, the only Democrat in Congress from Kansas, she doesn't like it. So what is my party doing with this? They're, they're, they're disadvantaging. I, I think they're not helping the, the people that we're here to help, which is poor people uh, and, and, and underprivileged communities. Uh, and they're not helping their politicians who are running. Wow, this is crazy. That's, that's Paul Begala. Uh, yeah, he and I have argued before. He and I got in a big fight, not big fight, but we got into a fight on uh, real time once over Bill Clinton and Clinton bombing, bombing medicine factories during the 90s. Well, it wasn't during the 90s. It was actually like 10 years ago we were on, but we were talking and, and he, he did not like that. But we've always kind of gotten along, except whenever we're talking about anything related to policy, politics, culture, almost anything. Uh, welcome, back, welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you. Happy Monday. Start of our second hour. And we've been discussing the, well, a lot, the, the drag brunch and then how this is going to work out, the whole student loan thing for Democrats. Because they, they think that this is, even if, they, even if those in the Democrat Party think this is a good thing now, wait until people, I, I mean, just wait until that bill comes due. Wait until they, they try to propose another tax increase to make up for the fact that, as according to Penn Wharton, they're adding a trillion dollars. I mean, that's... 
That's ultimately what this is for 13%. It's how much debt. It's just crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So I, I mean, uh, that it's, it's interesting to see some of these Republicans have this or some of these Democrats have this response because the way that the Democrat Party really tried to put it out there is that, oh, this has widespread support with Democrats, but it doesn't. It really doesn't. But that kind of gets into some of this, this other, I, a couple of things that I was looking at as, we're, as we start barreling towards midterms. There have been a couple of, uh, some of the surveys that have been coming out have been showing uh, Democrats starting to make some inroads in support and polling. And I think some on the left are saying that it is because of the abortion issue, etc., which I don't think it's, I don't believe that. I don't, I don't think it's because of the abortion issue. I think it's a, actually I think it's because of a, a few things. And one of those is the, I, I, some of it has to do with the way that Republicans are also campaigning. I don't think either party actually understands, quite honestly, the, the electoral demographic. I don't think that they understand how everything is, is, is how everybody's sort of falling. I don't, I don't think that they do. I say this because I saw this, the same thing happened after W, after George W. Bush, when Mitt Romney was running, running, uh, Republicans looked as though this was, it was the same electoral layout as it had been for George W. Bush, and it wasn't. And so they didn't know how to actually, even if they engaged in outreach, which they were really bad at, they didn't really know who they were talking to. They didn't understand who their voters were. They didn't understand you know the i guess sort of the uh verbal currency how to how to you know what what did their what did their voting block need and i kind of see the same thing happening here again with a lot of a lot of this stuff a lot of the stuff that i see with uh democrats and going into this because and lately and this was just right after i think the some of the stuff uh, the abortion stuff and what was it kansas where they had an abortion uh, something to to modify their uh their their state constitution that didn't actually work out so well that ended up failing and a lot of people were saying this is the big reason why is because republicans went too far and they they didn't know how to uh campaign on this and so now the left is motivated and they're united and they want to they want to push back this is what the problem is. The problem isn't actually abortion. And it's not uh, because of Liz Cheney or Kinzinger or anything else. The problem is that Republicans still, as it comes down to messaging, still follow wherever Democrats lead. And that's what is all covered on that's what they cover on uh, cable news. That's what they cover in all of uh, whether it's, you know, the Atlantic or New York Times or even New York Post, etc. New York Post actually does a pretty good job. What do Democrats talk about constantly 24-7? What are they what are they always talking about? What is the, the what is the subject always on the tip of their tongue? 24-7. That's Trump. 
they talk about Trump constantly. They talk about Trump constantly and they make him out to be like he is this boogeyman that's going to steal elections when ultimately they do this because they know if they go out and try to sell you on what they are in implementing in Congress, you will never support it. That's why Biden, for instance, did this EO with student loans instead of having to go through the legislature because Congress instead of having to go through Congress because Congress, they, they would not have been able to pass this. And so. This and Republicans kind of go along with it. Now, yes, there was a little bit of momentum that came out of the Dobbs versus Jackson women's health. But the other issue is that Democrats always talk about Trump and Republicans respond in kind. With the raid, Republicans made everything about Trump. When they should have, you can still also understand that, yes, Trump was the person targeted in this. But he's also the avatar for voters. I've been saying this forever. The candidate is a reflection of voters. Democrats have proven that they are willing to undermine the norms that they always talk about and protections for common people whether it's taking actual libel and repurposing it to become probable cause to obtain wiretaps on people for a political vendetta, whether it's for leaking information out of the IRS to shame people for being successful so that they can pass bigger spending packages. They've proven that they're willing to undermine these norms and and erode rule of law in order to pass their agenda. Republicans should have been arguing that specific purpose that had been provided to them through Democrats targeting of Trump. But instead, everybody always talks about Trump. You have to make you have to make the argument bigger than the person. It has to be the issue. It becomes harder for Democrats to go on offense or to defend against that. And Republicans have been screwing up on the messaging. I mean, tell me if you think I'm wrong. I mean, I mean. Kane, do you think that they kind of sort of messed up the response a little bit? It all became about Trump instead of like the FISA thing, too. And yes, Trump was targeted. But oh, my gosh, we're literally abusing FISA. And with this, really, we're actually developing two standards of justice based on political affiliation. You're absolutely right. right. And they're willing to circumvent law, you know, just under the letter of the law in order to politically target. Right. I mean, one of the reasons, do you remember that poll that I always go, I always go back to? And it was, it was a pretty, fa- I mean, it was weird because it was a poll that was well sampled. And uh, it was also a poll that, that Joe Biden constantly misrepresents because he was like, look, all these Democrats love me. Uh, it said 92% of Democrats would support me if I ran. The only, 92% of Democrats would vote for him only if Trump were opposing him, if Trump were the nominee. And, and Biden was the nominee, then those Democrats would support Biden. That's why I've always questioned whether or not the constant, you know, I think that Biden's people have an, have an investment, an understandable investment, constantly making everything about Trump, because the only way that Biden's successful is if everybody always focuses on Trump. So they have to also bait Republicans into talking about Trump 24-7, because then it makes Biden look, it, it fulfills the prophecy of that poll, so to speak. And... That's, you know, ultimately 
I, but I think that Republicans are really doing this wrong. I think that they're arguing these things wrong. And I think that when they make it about one person instead of about the, the seriousness of the issue, because you will win over moderates by saying, look at your civil liberties that are being violated here. You will win over moderates by saying, oh, my gosh, can you believe now that, you know, these norms were violated in terms of this raid for an elected official that had already been working with the government to return documents and look at, you know, in history, how commonplace this is. Or can you believe that you had this party that abused its government authority to take actual libel and repurpose it? as probable cause leak it to the press take that that's the probable cause excuse that they wanted to give a fisa judge in order to get surveillance warrants on average everyday americans simply because of their political affiliation that's that's a that's an issue when you talk about the norms that are violated and you talk about the institutions whose authority are is abused that's how you're getting that's how you'll get people over and that's how you'll maintain a momentum on issue and it doesn't help when you have people like liz cheney a Republican and well, she's not a Republican. I think when you're when you start sounding like a Democrat, you're a Democrat. When you start saying that that and her and Adam Kinzinger, they want to make this about Trump. I find that super sus. They're like very obvious and very bad plants that are trying to make this about one person and take all the attention away from the issues. That goes what right into Biden's hands. Biden needs everything to be about Trump because if it's about issues, he loses. So if you look at matchups with Democrats and Republicans in surveys, it's not because of Dobbs. It's not because of all this. It's because Republicans are screwing up messaging. And, you've, and they have to reconsider this. Now, whew, there's this receipt going around. Have you seen this? A, Chev- a Chevrolet? It's a real receipt. The Chevy Volt, the government produced with our taxpayer dollars, Chevy Volt, the battery to replace it. I can't even say this number, Kane. Twenty six thousand eight hundred fifty three dollars. Yeah, that's before tax. That's pre tax without the coolant. That's the battery. Right. That's a whole new car. That. That's a whole a car. <laughs> As the kids would say, dude. Um. Wow. Right. They're what are they going to do with the old batteries? Well, I mean, unless they're fully recycled, which they're not going to be able to with the lithium stuff, it's going to some of that's going to end up in a landfill. Yeah. Um, not to mention what it took to get it to the battery point in the beginning. So, yeah, the, the green is not as green as people Jeez. are making it out to be. Yeah, it's definitely not. We got to talk a little bit about this. This is actually a real thing. Um, and well, we knew that because we've we've been hearing these stories. This is like one of the first receipts, though, ever posted about the battery price for this. So we've we're going to talk about green and energy. The cult is coming up. We are going to get into some wokery. I've got election stuff for you. We've got a whole bunch of whole bunch of things. 
With the recent rulings from the Supreme Court, it's worth mentioning that these wins didn't happen on their own. It took the support of companies like Patriot Mobile, who have passionately fought on behalf of the unborn and your constitutional rights. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider, and they've been on the front lines fighting for your values. This is why Patriot Mobile is different from every other provider out there. Inflation has made it really hard on many Americans, and thankfully, Patriot Mobile has plans for almost any budget, and they offer the same nationwide coverage as all the major carriers. So you get the same great service, plus the knowledge that your money is going to a company fighting for the sanctity of life, religious freedom, and the Second Amendment. Visit PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Use offer code Dana to get free activation. If you're a veteran or first responder, please let them know because they have special discounts just for you. Come join the movement and make the switch. PatriotMobile.com slash Dana, PatriotMobile.com slash Dana, or call 972-PATRIOT. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So, goodness, Britney Spears released a new song. I gotta be honest. It's horrible. I love, I think Elton John, I love Elton John's music. I like Elton John. And Britney Spears is a pop icon. There's, you know, but I just think the song, he is, he is trying to help her and he's such a good dude for doing that. But... I think that she needs to be on meds, and I think that the society—I think society needs to stop obsessing about her private life, and it just needs to quit. I think girlfriend needs help, and I just—the song is basically boots and pants beat with like a redo of his stuff, right? I mean, that's the best way to describe it. And I, and I'm trying to be super charitable because I hate any kind of boots and pants music anyway. You guys know what I mean, right? Boots and pants and boots and pants—that's what we're talking about. So the Army is introducing a remedial program for people who couldn't previously qualify. They're desperate for recruits. So they've introduced a program this month to bolster previously ineligible recruits' physical or academic capabilities. The aim of the program is to help recruits who meet all other qualifications for enlistment, advance to basic training, and close some of the gaps in their recruitment figures. So they say that it's the future soldier preparatory course that they qualify for that at Fort Jackson, South Carolina, if they fail to meet other requirements. Uh, physical or academic, but not both. They they can only have failed to meet either physical or academic, but not both. And then they have to take a physical assessment test, etc. But, you know, one of the reasons why they're struggling for recruits is probably because they've been fo- so focused on wokery. A man eats a kebab in front of an animal rights protester in New York City, and for some reason this made news. Nobody cares. Uh, and, uh, ooh, uh, well, I think we're running out of time here. We got to, there's a woman charged making fake bomb threats against Campbell's soup. Why? Stay with us. Keelan Darby joins me to explain how her police officer husband, Ben Darby, was wrongfully convicted for killing an armed man who was threatening police and how exculpatory information was not allowed at his trial. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter show, Keelan walks us through the case and shares how we can help Ben get free. I'll also share some of my disturbing interview with a human trafficker in Central America. Don't miss it. Follow the Sarah Carter show at Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. I'm so proud of what is happening in terms of our space program and the leadership that the United States is providing to the world. Uh, The Artemis program is, is the beginning of the next era of what we have a history and a tradition of doing, of providing vision and inspiring innovation in a way that is going to benefit all mankind and womankind. 
Wait, what? Womankind's different from mankind. It is? I, mm, I, I, I don't know. Maybe. That was the... You don't need me to tell you that that's the Vice President of the United States. You could just kind of hear it for, for yourself. It's a Vice President of the United States. Welcome back to the program. I just enjoy the word salad that I get almost every day from a new soundbite from her. The beginning of the next... I'm reading her quote. Beginning of the next era of what we have, a history and a tradition of doing... Of what? How many prepositions do you need in... Oh, wow. The beginning of the next era of what we have, a history and a tradition of doing, of providing vision and inspiring innovation in a way that is going to benefit all mankind and womankind. The two types of kinds. They're each their own separate kinds. The mankind and the womankind. Uh-huh. Um, a tradition of doing, of providing vision. Okay. She just is not... Um, not great off the cuff, which is shocking because she's a lawyer, right? Aren't you supposed to be? I mean, she was, well, I, I mean, she was AG in California. I mean, you would think that if you're an attorney, you would at least be able to, you know, parse some things a little bit, put them together a little bit better than that. I don't know. That's our VP, though. Heartbeat away, guys. Heartbeat away. All right. So we. Oh. We were talking a little bit earlier about that drag brunch. And this was in Roanoke, Texas. Very conservative Republican area. I don't know what their mayor's doing or what their city council's doing. But they had armed Antifa, the business that the business had responded to it. I actually had. I mean, the videos that are coming that are out about it are pretty bad. There were kids there and you had drag queens coming out and. Um. You know, doing what drag queens do. And I just, I just am trying to figure out why this is like a huge thing for people to take their kids to now. And I don't know when that happened. I mean, I've heard of adults going to drag shows and drag brunches and stuff like that. But I've never, I don't know why it's a thing that now people insist on taking their kids to. Uh, It doesn't, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. But they had the, um, they called it, what is it? Barrel Babes Drag Brunch. Oh, they just welcome Okay, and I, yeah, yeah, well, I don't want to say the name of that, but they had their Hot Topic clad uh, Antifa people there, and there was one video of one woman who was there with her kid, and she was protesting. We can't even play that video on the simulcast of our nationally syndicated radio show, which you can watch on the first or YouTube, etc., because... She like took her, uh, well, she like exposed herself. The mom did at one point there with her kid. Is that like supposed to be some kind of protest? I don't know. But it is, I, I don't understand what this thing is where adults take kids here. I'm looking at some of the pictures of it. I don't understand why everybody's, let's, let's take our kids to a drag brunch. Some of the videos, some of, the, some of them are really bad. Not of this, but some of the others. I mean, I think some of the moves that, you know, here seem kind of just inappropriate as well there was a kid i think who was given one of the money handing out handed money to one of them hmm i gotta why do feminists defend that you have men who dress up as women and 
basically make an objectification spectacle of what of femaleness by letting people give them money isn't wouldn't that something isn't that something that makes feminists mad i'm just you know i just i'm just curious at where the consistency comes into play here i also just think it's wild that people bring their kids I, would you ever bring your kids to a drag brunch kane what the kind of question is that you know the answer to that what do you tell what do you tell people when they go well it's just like the cheerleaders at football games i'm like what kind of cheerleaders are you going to see is it really yeah i mean i've heard people say that and i'm I don't know what cheerleaders they're going to see, but I have not seen that. I've never been able to put a dollar bill into the bra of a cheerleader. Dude, you would get so arrested if you tried. Yeah. And then you would be called sexist. Let alone letting my kid, you know, giving my kid the dollar to put in the breast area. No thanks. I, I, I don't. And I don't get it. I Sorry, also think I that. I meant to say chest area. Yeah. I also think that they're just not. Uh, not everybody can do the uh, uh, drag makeup. Can we just say that? Yeah. You know that trend where everybody shades their eyebrows? It's like a gradient. And I see all these when everybody has the same damn eyebrows. And then people start like coating their face with tons and tons and tons of foundation. There's like this. It's, a, it's all a trend. I was talking to a makeup artist friend of mine. And she's worked everywhere. New York. She's been on Fashion Week. And she's like, oh, yeah, it all got it, it because of the drag stuff. She's like, when people started doing these tutorials of that, it just started going from there. The more makeup you use, the more makeup sells. She's like, and it turned into this big thing. True. The grading eyebrows are get me, you know, where they're real light in the middle and they just get darker as they go out. And it's just like they're so like the, Karda- the Kardashians started doing it. They basically use those techniques on their their makeup application. I just, I, I, I guess my point is, is this supposed to be a caricature of what progressives view of how they view femininity and being female? If they came out in blackface, people would be an uproar, understandably. But you can do that with the female sex and do all this stuff and it's okay and it's you know celebrate i just i'm trying to find the consistency of where the feminists come down on this stuff because while i agree with feminists on the issue of you know the 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 transgender stuff i also kind of think well isn't part of one of the reasons why we're in this is sort of because you like kind of laid the roadwork a bit and and there was some inconsistencies that were exploited in terms of treatment and action. But you have Antifa standing out there. What is Antifa going to do? Seriously. I love the left. They they can't stand lawful open carry if, if they think it's somebody on the right. But, oh, my gosh, you get some hot topic clad chicken legs out there. And, you know, Carrie and a couple of them had their finger on the trigger guard of their rifles. And, oh, that's totally fine. And people took kids to this. I just, I think you're, you got, you need to check your priorities as a parent if you're doing this. Just not, kids don't have to go to adult activities. You don't, this, I, you don't sit here and try to prove your commitment by, look, I can bring my kid to it. Kids don't have to go to everything. And it's not about proving commitment. It's about, you need to have your role as a parent separate from that. And you don't talk and you don't push acceptance with stuff like this. That's not how you do this. And I'm like, acceptance of what? Cosplaying as a woman? I don't know. Appropriating? Appropriation? Because it's called appropriation 
any other time. There was a high school girl who wore uh, a kimono-style dress to prom, and grown adults all over the country, this is a few years ago, were trying to cancel her because she thought it was beautiful and wanted to wear it, and they actually had Asian communities stick up for her against these woke schools. We talked about it when it happened. I mean, you have stuff like that, and people freak out, and they say it's appropriation, but this is an appropriation? What is the point of, of this and, and, the, and the twerking and all of that? There was, well, there was some parade or something or some event. I was outside uh, like last week and there was this hefty chick who was on a pole. She was pole dancing and there was a kid right there. Also, why is it always like the, the jiggly poofs? For real. I'm, can I just ask? It's never. Guys, you know what you're thinking. Kank, I'm almost reading your mind. You're thinking, why is it never hot chicks? It's you mean, always why these. Is it never it's chicks? always these the the triggly poofs or whatever they are. It's never chicks either. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> C H I X and <laughs> chicks. <laughs> it's a, but you know what I mean. It's always like, especially at some of these some of the events that I've seen, they've always been like these. Oh, I'm not even going to deal. Don't fat shame. Shut up. If you're morbidly obese and no one's told you, they haven't cared about your health. Okay, they don't care about your health. They 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 would rather you die than for you to view them as being mean because you told them to stop eating Twinkies or something. I don't understand this. It's like you know, you, some people care about your health. It's not shaming. It's like you. There's such a thing as morbid obesity. Stop. Good grief. It's, uh, I hate our society. I really do. I don't even. I I mean, it's just a hassle anymore. <laughs> people are a hassle, right? I am I'm turned into George Carlin already. I just I am like a George Carlin version of a hobbit. That sounds horrible, but I am. I just I see this stuff and I'm like, why the hell does anybody want to leave their house anymore? Why does anybody even want to leave their house? Because you're going to run into some wise guy who, you know, they don't like you because they you maybe you have a red hat that they think says something that it doesn't. Like this one who was the girl who had the 60th birthday party for her mom? They had uh, make 60 great again on the hat. Right. There's a red hat. They were making like I have a black hat that says make goth great again. Right? right. They had a hat that said make 60 great again. And then there was one older dude, older gentleman. It looked like maybe it was an uncle of hers or something who was wearing. It's the Amer- It's the black shirt and it's the American flag. And then one of the red lines is a blue line. Right. It's like the thin blue line yeah. shirt. Yeah. And they were freaking out at this chick. She's an actress on the show Euphoria. Freaking out at her because they said that. Uh, what's her name? Sydney Sydney Sweeney. They said that she had a, a political statement birthday party, and she's like, "Please stop! Please stop doing this." There was some guy who was at her mom's birthday. She didn't even post these photos. Her brother posted photos of the birthday party, and all these people who were just waiting decided to go after her. That's so messed up. That is so messed up. It was a hoedown themed birthday party. And I mean, it looked like they had a rodeo theme cake. It looked like it was a nice. It looked like it was a nice party. But people were kind of going. I mean, the Los Angeles Times had reached out to her. Why is this a story? You know what's the story? Is the mass hysteria that develops if somebody has on a specific T-shirt at somebody's birthday party that some actress is at? Oh my gosh! It's the this mass hysteria. See, it's like you don't. This guy wears this t-shirt to this woman's birthday party and now the woman's daughter is in all kinds of hot water because, oh, it looks like someone in your family at your mom's 60th birthday party supports the police. We're going to cancel you. Why would you want to leave your house anymore? 
because you got these little snitches for the ministry of woke scolds out there everywhere. Someone's wearing a thin blue line shirt. Your hat looks suspiciously red. All everywhere. It's ridiculous. Just golly. And then this whole thing at the Bronx. I, I don't know. I have no plans to ever, you know, patronize this business. I think it's kind of lame that they decided to divide their community like this. Apparently, the, guy, the owner's kid is in, is in drag. And I don't know. I just, the whole thing, and then to have it call in armed Antifa out there. I mean, you're, you're purposely trying to be as, as divisive as possible while also trying to claim that you're the one who's being judged. You literally called in armed Antifa in the middle of Roanoke. They don't even have a damn stoplight in that. They have like a two roundabouts. And most people, when you get a roundabout, nobody knows how the hell to use them. Apparently, they're everywhere in Texas. So Texas is the exception. But to do this and, and pur- be purposefully divisive like this, come on. The Dana Show, sponsored by 30 years of game-changing Caltech innovation, like the P50, a new breed of pistol. Innovation, performance, Caltech. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. Well, this feller was honest, at least. It was in Treasure Island, Florida, uh, WFLA Channel 8. A Pinellas Park man was pulled over for speeding, and he made, as the early Sunday morning, he made deputies' jobs a lot easier. According to the arrest report, they pulled over Andrew Beck, 27, around 2.22 in the morning. He was driving recklessly, speeding. He almost hit a barrier in the middle of the road. He was going 47 to 35. And when they approached him, he just, of his own will, told them, quote, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm drunk. (laughs) His blood alcohol was measured at .272 and .282, over three times the legal limit. He was booked into Pinellas County Jail on a DUI. Man, at least he was honest with it. He knew he wasn't going to get out of it. He knew it. Largo, Florida, another Pinellas Park person. This is a Florida woman. She was arrested Saturday after Largo police officer said she was driving three times the legal limit. Oh, and she had hid cocaine in her bra. Now, she denied to officers that she had anything to drink, but she failed all the field sobriety tests. And the two breast samples that she gave uh, registered at three times the legal limit. They said that they found a small bag of white powder substance in her bra. And she said she didn't know it was there. She didn't know how it got there. How'd that get there? She literally, that's what she was saying. So she was, she was booked in jail on charge, charges of driving under the influence with a blood alcohol content of over 0.15 in possession of cocaine. And she's waiting trial on an aggravated battery charge, too. Yeah, they are, right? This Florida man was arrested and accused of stealing three Publix subs. Lady Lake, Florida. Florida man was accused. And I love how they said he had a... They made sure to say he had a mullet. I guess it was part of his ID because he does. He has like a wild woodland mullet. It's like, you know... And uh, he walked out. He uh, Matthew Wise, 21. He's wearing a brown cap and red Crocs. There you go. He picked up three whole boar's head Italian subs from the cold case of the Publix. And then the witnesses said they watched him walk straight out through the self-checkout area without stopping to even act like he's going to pay. Uh, when he was approached by deputies as to how he paid for the subs, 
which were worth about $30, he could not provide any evidence that he paid for them. So you can't be doing stuff like that. I mean, I don't, they didn't say if he was drunk or anything else, but, you know, good heavens. Uh, let's see. Oh, goodness. This is crazy. Last one. Florida college student was struck by lightning on her first day of class. They said it's an, a miracle the 18-year-old survived. Uh, Emma Egler, she was, I mean... After it hit her, she was on the ground. She wasn't able to move. She's fine now, but apparently it melted her shirt to her chest and it blew up her Apple Watch. Crazy. She's okay now, but she'll need a new watch. Stick with us. Third hour on the way. Difference, though, between, I guess, how are you justifying using a 2003 law that was designed to help military families for this purpose where you're now helping bail out people who took out loans and cannot pay them, do, do you view people who can't pay their debt as heroes like those who are in our armed services and were fighting after 9-11? Yeah. I mean, look, I, I think as the president has said, there is a, a, a real problem here with the burden that student loan debt places on people from low income and middle income families. You know, we used to have a system where a Pell Grant, which is federal support to low-income families, used to cover 80% of the cost of going to a four-year public college. And as of today, it covers 33% of the cost. Why are people, pay- why are, are people paying for it at all? Exactly. That's the big question. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Why are, they, why are they even doing this at all? This is not a popular thing. It is not a popular move for Democrats. Not at all. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash with you. Sign up for the newsletter over at Substack, Chapter, and Verse. I'll be on uh, Jesse Waters' program in the 6 p.m. Central hour today. I'm not quite sure yet what we're discussing, but it'll, I'll be on today. The, um, hmm. <sighs> this is such a, I, I mean, moderate Democrats. There's, I feel like there's ground here that Republicans could really reach out and try to get some common ground with some of this as it uh, with some of these moderate Democrats on this. Uh, But for for the student loan debacle, I mean, even I was kind of shocked to even um, see CNN in a piece that came out uh, just yesterday say that they said that, quote, relieving up to $20,000 in student debt per borrower is a financial tourniquet. They said, but it doesn't even begin to solve the problem. Once the debt is wiped away, you're left with the gnarly reality that tuition costs are out of control with no magic bullet to rein them in, which is kind of a weird analogy that you were a weird, weird way of speaking with that. But OK. Yes, because it is only a brief relief for people. It doesn't address the problem at all, which we've talked about last week. The federalization of student loans and the way that the government manages it and the way that universities have responded. Did you realize for every dollar the government makes available in student loans, universities increase their fees by 60 cents on the dollar? That's from a CBO and a Penn, well, an older CBO analysis and the Penn Wharton that came out last week. You have these i mean you higher education you they have these massive endowments they they don't have to deal with any of the tax costs associated with any of those this is a a a massive bailout and the problem that it creates is that it's going to get even more expensive 
And this you're all this debt is just going to they said I think it's in under four years all the debt's gonna be reaccrued again. No one's asking, well, why? <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna demand for another bailout. The reason is they cannot cut off that funding spigot to the left. Higher education spends so much money in political donations, so much money in political donations. Biden got how many millions? Twenty something, twenty four, twenty five million dollars. And they donate to almost exclusively Democrats. Democrats don't want to do anything to change that. It's a great way to launder money. How is this any different than what they did in Ozark? For real, let's be real. How in the world? What? Because it's tonier? Because it's in some four-year universities? Y'all be honest. How is this any different with the money laundering they were doing in Ozark? It's not. That's the big thing. It's not. You have taxpayers that have... You've got, the government decides to take over the student loan program and, and administer federal student loans themselves. Everybody gets, it's like they're throwing them out like Mardi Gras beads. Everybody gets one. And in turn, people go and they sign up for loans that they can't, either they can't meet the terms or they don't want to meet the terms. Colleges, they want that money. Yes, come on, we'll increase our prices. It will make tuition ridiculous because they, it has grown, it's outpaced inflation. What do they say? Cost in the past 10 years, 12 years, like 50 something percent increase? Insane amounts. And it rewards, I, it, because it's so easy to get, you don't have to, I mean, honestly, I, I kind of wonder if it impedes the, you know, the scholarships and, and you know, other things, because it's, it's, you have to ask, why is it so much easier to get a student loan that ends up, people start out their lives in debt than it is to get a home loan? This is Dodd-Frank for college, for universities. That's what this is. Carol Roth had a really good point when she said, you know, you have to look at this. What, what return on investment are you getting? Because if you're not able to get a job with the degree that you have, and you have all this debt, isn't that a university making you a promise that it didn't fulfill? I mean, I think that's a great question. Nothing in the proposal for this addresses any of those issues. If they were really serious about remedying this issue, they would have broken the cycle and they haven't done it. We will be back here, except people, there will be more debt within four years, actually under four years worth pull this up to cost analysis Two, according to two things that I have will be well one was the Penn Wharton thing uh, the Penn Wharton uh, study that was released on Friday Thursday Friday yeah we will be back here in under four years and people are still gonna go and they're still gonna be uh, getting taking out these loans and the government's still going to control them since the government took it out since the government federalized this back in 2011, that's when you can measure. That's when everything skyrocketed. The Penn Wharton cost analysis, their, their model and um, analysts showed that the student loan forgiveness plan, forgiveness, the bailout, you're looking at a trillion dollars. Because you of all of the dy- dy- dynamic issues that have to be addressed, they said that they look at the $519 billion of the quote-unquote 
reallotment, I'm not calling it cancellation, 75% of the benefit accruing to households making uh, X amount loan forbearance, that's another $16 billion. The new income-driven repayment, that's another $70 billion. That brings it up to $605 billion. That's under very strict lowest common denominator static assumptions. And then depending on the future IDR program details, they said the total plan could easily exceed a trillion dollars. And it will. It's not, an, it's not an if, it's a win. I mean, a trillion dollars. That was the Congressional Budget Office's uh, estimate, 10-year cost of Obamacare. This is, the student loan thing is only for 13% of Americans. That, does that, that should offend even a, the, a far-left individual. It's just uh, crazy, crazy. So I, and the legal, the legal aspect of this, so far I haven't seen, I mean, I know that they're going under that, that 2003 statute that the Department of Education can waive or modify student loan provisions. But don't you think also that that comes down to the universities? Because not every university operated the same way with classes. Some kids went back to their campuses a heck of a lot earlier than others. There were some universities that stayed totally closed, I mean, for an, like an entire year when others did a combination of like remote learning, you know, et cetera. So if the university isn't providing the full cost of the experience, they're not providing what everything you paid for, why in the hell should they get to keep any of the cash? Why shouldn't this come out of their endowments? Case in point. A friend of mine had a child who went from one of the coasts to the middle of the country and went to school in Chicago and was immediately sent back right when everything happened. Um, Their oldest and my oldest graduated at the same time. My oldest did remote learning for a couple of months and then they went back to school for a few months and they went back to school. Uh, This student, uh, my friend's kid, was out for an entire year. There's a difference in the way that colleges and universities handle this. And I definitely think that that should be involved in part of this consideration. And it wasn't. This, it's just a blanket knee-jerk response. And it's going to make it so much worse. Now, a few things as well. Uh, I'm making sure. Da, da, da. Okay. So we have we've talked about some of the energy issues. The IRS issues let me get into this because cbo has their own analysis of the inflation not really reduction act they sent a letter to the republican house and ways and house ways and means committee uh kevin brady who's the ranking member he's a republican out of texas they said that the new tax revenue the irs expects expects to collect over the next few years is going to come from families that earn less than four hundred thousand dollars a year they said that, oh, it's only, but it's not going to be uh, a lot. Basically, they said, oh, it's only going to be a smaller fraction of new revenues because they want to go after a lot of stuff, too, digitally. That means the Etsy sales and the Venmo and the PayPal and the eBay. They're really going to be looking a lot, at a lot of that. They said that as a result of increases in outlays for the IRS stemming from that act, the CBO estimates that revenues are going to increase by about hundred and. billion over the 22 uh, through 31 period. 
they said, but yes, you they will be collecting revenue from taxpayers that have incomes of less than $400,000 or less. Well, we knew that. I'm just wondering how they're going to get all these people hired and um, trained and all this stuff. That's a lot of people to hire. That's a lot to hire. And they are going to be going after a lot of digital stuff. I bet there are going to be a lot of people that get in trouble if they do business online or if they do some sales online because they think, oh, it's digital. It sounds like they're going to try to do everything they can. This is why they wanted the IRS to be able to look into your bank accounts so that they could see what you were selling digitally and what you weren't. There are a lot of people that do payments with Venmo and that. A lot of stylists, hairstylists do it. Um, my hairstylist does it, just does through Venmo, right? A lot of independent contractors, they're really going to come after those. Golly, man. This, it's, it's something else. Um, I have some uh, media malpractice as well coming up. Because the Rolling, what is this? Yeah, Rolling Stones trying to provoke another. They're trying to provoke a fight. They're jumping on this bandwagon. Media would love to see Trump and DeSantis fight and divide the right, and they are trying so hard. Still, they've been doing this for a while now, making this happen. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. I just want to say, as per our bumper, the original Misfits are apparently going to be playing in Dallas on October 29th. And I just want to say, that could not be more awesome. Okay, so I got that out of my sister. Kane and I are freaking out right now. <laughs> now, speaking of someone who was cool, except when he talks on this stuff. <sighs> Why are you doing this, Ozzy? He's returning home to the UK. He goes, I don't want to die in America. And one of the things that they noted was, quote unquote, gun violence. Okay, well, why don't you note the things that cause it? Because it's not people owning firearms. It's bad government. It's recidivism. It's that's that's what he's focusing on. He goes, he says he's he wants to he goes, I'm English. I want to go back. Okay. I mean, you know, it's bye. I don't know what to, you know, I mean, it's like that tombstone when the Earth brothers are leaving. Okay, bye. (laughs) Anyway. Disney's interesting because they're overcharging people now. Their profits have increased. I know the left hates this kind of stuff. They're making record money from fewer visitors. They've introduced tons of new charges, ramped up costs. Visitors are spending 17% more last year. The prices of hotels, passes, and even the Mickey Mouse ears have increased the prices for all of this. So they're making a lot of money. So, but that's when... Does the left like that? I don't understand. Where's the consistency on the businesses? They hate them, but they love them. Is that okay? I mean, I know it depends on whether or not the business shares your politics, but yeah, I mean, their chart, I mean, to be groomers is expensive, man. I get it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, also, ooh, I want this one I do. Uh, American researchers apparently created a fabric that can think. I don't like that. I don't want that. Because what if it hates you? It'll strangle you. Uh, a friend of mine sent this over, and his wife is Maltese, by the way, I should add, and they are uh, Catholic, and this is n- they're not happy about this. Apparently, when Pope Francis spoke to immigrants in Malta, they removed the cross from the podium, uh, and the, Archdi- the Archdiocese, their website, said that it, the podium will not be adorned with a crucifix, given that the majority of migrants are Muslim. So they, the Pope took the cross off the podium while speaking in Malta because oh boy just gonna say that sounds pretty sketch dude sounds sus sounds sus synthetic mouse embryos have been created 
uh, by stem cells, with stem cells, according to some scientists. And, oh, I know. And, oh, my goodness, two pilots got into a fight on a, a flight, and they had to be broken up by air attendants. Dana gives you the meat and potatoes news of the day. None of that tofu news. More like bacon with a side of hash browns news. The news you want, the way you want it. The Dana Show. And the decisions were made to have all the kids go home and learn remotely. Wow. Wow. What a mistake that was. Why did you keep them shut down then? Kathy, is it Hochul or Hochul? I hear both in one newscast. Well, in one network in two different hours, I heard someone say Hochul and someone say Hochul. I think the New York people say Hochul. So that's probably correct. That's Kathy Hochul, New York governor. Welcome back to the program. I am not Kathy Hochul. I am Dana Lash. Good to be with you. When the decisions were made to have that was a mistake. Well, why didn't you keep them in school? Herp derp. That seems, you know. So she's admitting Florida did the right thing. Yeah, so you love Florida, right? Because that's what they did. They didn't. They didn't do that. They just stayed open. They didn't. They didn't do any of that. DeSantis was like one of the one, maybe two politicians that did it right. Yeah. I mean, even in Texas, they were shutting stuff down in Texas. Gotta say, people still smarting over that. But they are. I mean, at least now. Now they're saying, oh, it didn't work out very well. Yes, because we can measure the academic loss. We talked about that last week. (sighs) Now, I got to share this story with you. I didn't know this was a thing. There's a state law in New York that bans canned whipped cream sales to people under 21. Um, And apparently, it's only recently started to get enforced. Yeah, it's apparently illegal. It's not really a new regulation. It's a regulation that has been around for a little while. The 43-year-old woman spoke to the press. Uh, She said she didn't understand why she was being carded because she purchased, like, whipped cream in a can. And I do agree, it's compliance burden. Why? Oh, because, what did you call it? The whipping thing? Whip it? Yeah, whippets. I don't know. That's what the kids Isn't are, that a dog? Kids are still doing. Whippet is a dog, right? Is it? I don't know. Yeah, I hang never on. Whipped, let's Google. Never whipped any Whippet dog. Whippet is a dog. Yeah. They're like oh. the real skinny looking dogs. They look like uh, greyhounds, but they're not. Well, it's the uh, the act of huffing the gas in the can of these uh, whipped cream cans. And so it has to be you, empty, right? It gives you... No, no. You mean you snort whipped cream? No, no, no. You just do it so that only the gas comes out, not the whipped cream. And yeah, that's. I kind of want to try that. Not no, I don't mean like actually snort it. Can you, you actually wanna, get the gas out without the whipped cream just you like exploding? You, hold, you know how it is where you have to hold the can upside down when you're doing the whipped cream stuff. Yeah. If you hold the can right side up, less of the cream comes out and more of the gas comes out. And so people sniff that. And they uh, yeah huff it. And it does what? Gets you all lightheaded. So you're basically suffocating yourself. You're yeah you're depriving your brain of oxygen for the high. So, that's why they're making yep. peep that's why they don't sell them to under 21 yeah that's why cold medicine too you're signing your name on a dotted line when you buy cold medicine pursuit of it yeah because because people are making meth i'm like oh i get so mad yeah. i always i always write whenever i sign totally not making meth at all <laughs> right. every time i sign it 
So we all have During to suffer. Allergy season. Yeah, we all have to suffer because of those because the meth people things. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> but this is whipped cream. Did enough people use this? I've do been, this. I've heard of it since the nineties. Really? I bet I've only recently heard that. of this. This is crazy. So I would imagine this is not just anything that has nitrous oxide. It's like any. I mean, surely aren't there more of uh, you know the pressurized canned food items? Yeah, I would imagine that some don't use nitrous, but I think that's what these uh, these listen people to this. You get a t- if you're in New York, Kane. Say you're running your little store in New York. Yeah, you whatever. got somebody coming up to you, you know, because it's so expensive to even get a you know, retail right. there. Somebody comes up, they buy, you know, a can of whipped cream. Right. And they leave, and then you get the law coming up on you. Oh, my gosh, that person was under 21. It's a $250 fine you'd have to pay. That's just the first time. What? After that, it's $500 for every violation. Wait a minute. They're not... I don't get... Hold on a second. They're not finding the people that are under 21 acquiring it? No. They're finding the store. Yes. The store for selling it, damn you. Because as a store owner, I would be like, oh, cigarettes? Yes, card you. Oh, alcohol? Yes, card you. Oh, lottery? Yeah, okay, card you. Whipped cream? Sure, here you go. Mm -hmm. It's whipped cream. Yeah, you know, I I don't even like having a card for anything. I think it's all ridiculous. It's unbelievable. I am so limited government, it's crazy. I'm I'm the type of person, like, if you're... Have your mom in here. If you're... I... When I remember... When I was little, um, going to the grocery store with my aunt, and she would send my older cousin into the grocery store to pick up cigarettes for her, and they could do that. I was little, yeah. but they could do that. They could run in and like actually buy cigarettes and bring them out to the car, and that was not a thing. That wasn't a thing, and everybody, every, a lot of people did that apparently. Now we well, we don't think we can, we don't think you can buy whipped cream because you may huff it. We're, <laughs> how far we've fallen as a society. And it's funny. It's not about the sugar content or how you no. know, the whipped cream itself could cause diabetes. It's the nitrous. And this is only in New York. Of course. Okay, so here's, here's the other thing. Couldn't you... I mean, I wonder if, like, I guess if you buy groceries and have them delivered, would you... They would probably have to ID you, like, if they did a liquor delivery. Oh, they probably don't have that either. So in America... Uh, I mean, Texas, which is part of America, but it's more America than where New Yorkers are from. Uh, even though he did agree to shut us down, which I don't like, our governor did say, no, you can go out and get all the liquor you want. You can have it delivered. You can go pick it up. Just put the cap on, twist the cap back on, get on the road. <laughs> um, but I would, but you have to still, like if you buy, you can get drink kits. That's what a lot of restaurants did during lockdown. Or you can still like get from liquor stores, Uber Eats or DoorDash. Don't ask me how I know this. And they'll, you know, they'll bring it to you. And, but you still got to show ID. You would probably have to do that to buy the whipped cream. This is the dumbest thing I ever heard. What if you just said, here's my ID. It's a pie. I need the whipped cream on it. I mean, you could make your own, which I always do. But my kids do like to be able to just eat the whipped cream out of the can. So that's the only reason I get it. And the yeah, Juan's like, yes, I know this. I'd love to see the first lawsuit on this. Like if if law enforcement went after business and they were like, you know what? I'm taking this to court. See, this is why I couldn't be a judge either. 
because I would get so aggravated to throw everybody out of my courtroom. You are stupid for this case. Get out. In fact, I want you to be arrested. Your mere presence offends me. It's like the same concept of being able to sell paint. To sell, like I, I was buying paint as a young kid when I was redoing my car and yeah. cans of spray paint and things yeah. for primer and all that. People huff paint. So what, you have to be 21 now to get paint? Like that's where that's where it always goes. It always starts hitting everything else. This is why when I when people talk about uh, magazine capacity restrictions, it's so stupid. Because first off, I can switch out a mag in less than half a second, and you can make them. I have a remedial understanding of basic everyday man tools. Well, you know what I mean. Shut up, Kane. I hate you. Like, you know, like power saws and drills and things like that. Whenever, if my husband hears the drill going, he acts like I'm Joey from Friends. And I'm, you know, I have something I shouldn't have. Because granted, I am the woman who will look at a wall and be like, I just want to put a nail there. I'm going to hang something. You know, where all the other men are like, wait a minute, we got to get the stud finder and everything. They got to go through the whole thing. They got to get all their gadgets out. I know you. But my point is that people with basic knowledge of how to put stuff together can make a Mac in their garage. So what are you going to do? Where's the, oh, well, we got to ban drills. Uh, we're going to have to ban, uh, you know, basic everyday items that you can get from the hardware store. It's like 3D printers. Well, I guess we're going to have to ban printers and plastic and uh, glue and all kinds of stuff. I mean, it, this is where it goes. You can't legislate everything away. You can't, nor should you try. I mean, at some point, society gets so decrepit and sucktastic there's no way you're going to be able to legislate them back to a point of virtue. You can't do that. I understand that people think they can, and that's where big government comes in, but you can't. Some people just want to live a life that is a hellscape, and they're going to do it regardless of what law has been passed. I just, I mean, whipped cream of all things. Yeah, they said that they're IDing all these stores. They got pictures of all these stores that have signs up where we're, we're ID now for this and everybody apparently like even if you have white hair and you clearly look like you're in your 60s you're going to get ID you're going to have your ID asked for and all these people who didn't know that this was a law they're all freaking out like why is my ID why are you asking for my ID why yeah canned whipped cream because people huff maybe the parents should be you know Ask why are you letting your kid huff gas out of your whipped cream can, you freak? Why? <laughs> Golly. Cool, you know? cool whip, by the way, in the little tubs, unaffected. Yeah. Unaffected by this. Can you even, I didn't even know you could get gas like that out of that. I don't know. I'm just not, I've never, I've never wanted to do drugs. I've never wanted anything bad enough that I would huff anything like that. I just, there's a difference. You know, you never smelled a Sharpie. No, when I got upset, I just wrote bad poetry when I was in high school and college. Oh, That's all. And we wrote horrible poetry or I would like play horrible music with my power chord knowledge base on I've, my uh, guitar. Sn- That's I've, all I did. I've sniffed a few Sharpies in my day. Dude, but the Sharpies smell good. Okay, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. We got to lay this down right now before we're accused of hypocrisy. The glue. Now, I don't mean Elmer's glue in the bottle. I mean the glue pot that your teacher would put in the middle of the table and you would get like one of the tongue depressor sticks and you would have to take that glue and smear it on some construction. That was the cheap government glue. And it smelled amazing. 
I don't know. I didn't eat it. Play-Doh smells amazing. Also tastes great. Don't yep. know why. Yeah. I didn't eat it. Airplane model airplane glue also is another one that oh, gets yeah. you all lightheaded. I wonder if they're going to start restricting age on that as well. But paint smells clean, doesn't it? It smells. Gas like paint. smells like progress. Gasoline and paint smells yeah, clean. I like the smell of gasoline. Yeah, I had um, grandparents that ran a fill-in station in in the country I'm and. Not, Fill-in, yes. That's what they're called, fill-in station. Fill-in Stop station. it. I never huffed gas. No, but, but you like could just to, be out by, you yeah, know, the you gas pump, and you're like, it's it. not because you want to get high, but you're like, that's just, there's something about it that smells right. like you're going somewhere. Yeah, you know? There's, <laughs> like how uh, the exclamation point perfume from the 90s brings you back to elementary school and junior high, right? There's just, that's how you associate with things. I don't know where this went. Don't huff whipped cream don't ruin it for the stop making meth with stuff that helps some of us that struggle with allergies and our sinuses stop doing that stop huffing stuff just quit those are my three things stop doing it stop huffing stuff quit stop listen to the dana show live on the odyssey app weekdays noon to 3 p.m eastern time i mean it was really unbelievable that he would do that and you know the thing is is we've got so much support in florida and it's not because people have hate in their heart. They're thankful we saved their jobs. Mothers are thankful we kept their kids in school. Uh, you have senior citizens that are thankful we provided medication for them. And so uh, I think that he really put his foot in his mouth. But I do think people like Hochul and Chris are representative of this leftist mindset that they do believe the conservative half of the country are effectively second-class citizens. Mm. That's Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida. And he's right. Talking about those sound bites from Biden and Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York and others who, I, I mean, it's the new, they, they saw what happened when Hillary Clinton called everybody deplorable and they decided to double down on that. Whether it's Biden saying that he can't get along with MAGA Republicans, whatever that means, or Hochul telling Republicans to get out of New York. I mean, it just doesn't that is that's not the unity that they all kept saying, oh, we're going to we're going to totally run on unity. But they're not, though. They're not at all. In fact, I mean, everything is just so divisive, so divisive. And they keep pushing it more and more. And I don't know. Republicans, I, I know, need to just focus on the issues. It has to be on the issues. Because. Democrats want it to be about cult of personality. And that's when they do well, because the right doesn't respond. And a lot of people who are in the middle don't really respond necessarily to those types of arguments. But the left needs to focus on people over issues, because if they focus on issues, they lose. And that's what Republicans need to keep their gimlet eye on. Just focus strictly on issues. The economy, it's always about the economy, stupid. My gosh, the economy's in shambles. It should not be a difficult argument to make as to why you shouldn't continue the same policies that have gotten us to this point. We were starting the ascent out of the abyss from lockdown and then, boom, that's it. And now you're punished if if you're successful. You're punished if you don't make the choices that other people did if they wanted to go and take out egregiously huge loans for types of study that you didn't need to do that for in the first place. 
I'm, they need to make it about issues. I'll be on Fox with Jesse Waters tonight in the 6 p.m. Central hour. I'll update the exact time on Facebook later on. Today in Stupidity, Kane. All right, it's Bernie never had a job in the private sector. Sanders, this is him on Biden's student loan debt cancellation lessons. Uh, so in my view, the president did a the right thing. Oh. Uh, and we have got to be really thinking about higher education yeah. in general. And in my view... Uh, at a time when hundreds of thousands of bright young people can't even afford to go to college. If we're going to be competitive mm-hmm. in a global economy, uh, we need to make yeah. public colleges and universities tuition free. Oh, boy. There's the there's So the, the teachers are going to work for free and they're going to go to school and uh, get their yeah. degrees don't, for free? Don't address the fact that universities have been price gouging for years ever since these... Fed and he was in Congress. He was one of the senators yeah. that voted for it to national to federalize student loans. Bernie it's Sanders was one of the votes for that in 2011. Pure stupidity. Golly, that does it for us this Monday, folks. Have a great rest of your day. I'll be back with you tomorrow, and we'll go through the week together.